2: Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, June 17th, 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing, Addy Oye Jr. Joining me is Game Onesis, a.k.a. Janet Garcia. Yo, what's good? Janet, it's been day three of me and you being on a show together. And I feel like this might be a record.
1: Yeah, maybe. What was the... Um, oh, yeah, because we did KFGD and then, and then PS I Love You yeah. and then this. PSI Love Wednesday, Fridays, PSW, even though W3. y'all can do that when Greg is here. But it was like... I feel like that's still originally us, you know what I mean? That
2: was originally us, and that's the thing is, Kevin still keeps the graphic on every single Friday, and I don't think Kevin realizes that that's a me and Janet thing.
1: Even though it, it still makes sense, because I, I it I is I Love Fridays so. I
3: think I was the one that uh, was originally here for that PSI Love uh, whatever it was. Love Fridays, the yeah. one that I have, the image that I have is, uh, for whatever reason, Tuesdays. I don't, oh i don't have a friday one
2: <laughs> i don't know why interesting
1: <laughs> were we together on tuesday ever? i don't think we were, were.
2: I, maybe we were maybe this is before gary witta switched to tuesdays was it me I think think one? yeah was that might have one... been widow wednesdays or something and then... i think this was
1: just a singular tuesday that we did where Barrett was over prepared but now he's never prepared again
3: yeah because like i i it's it's been a minute since i've ran games daily with you two consistently you know
2: mm. huh. janet how's your friday
1: it's going i um you know i was talking to you before this that i'm like i thought i was hosting for a second so i was like overly prepared like i sat down here and then i'm like oh i have time to do some emails and stuff but it's it's going good um it's faceplate friday um oh yeah because my face plates Woo. are arriving because the get, um, your ps5 faceplates. yeah the nova pink ones uh came out today so i'm getting those cool. through like they're like if you're a ps plus member we're like actually send you your stuff really like stupid fast so so I get today. I already bought the controller, but I haven't opened oh, yeah. it because I'm saving like I'm doing like a PlayStation 5 makeover where I have like the face plates, the new controller. I have the um, two terabyte drive. Um, so, yeah, I did that. You know, I got my I got a cold brew. I got I Ooh. walked at the gym oh, snap. this morning. I'm like, really, I feel like I'm finally like I can do a full reset after the chaos of my brother's wedding. I feel that. I'm here, I'm here. I'm back. I'm alive. I
2: feel from. like it's a pretty good Friday. Like I got a, a couple albums, some music dropped. I got and Drake's
1: a, album is out.
2: Drake's album is out, and he's really trying to enter the European club scene, which you gotta appreciate. <laughs> uh Logic dropped a new album that has 30 songs for some reason. They all sound like I thought he retired. It's Logic. Of course he didn't. Logic dropped more music in his retirement than actual rappers dropped during their career. Wait, he's dropped more music since then? He last year he dropped a mixtape like what? coming out of yes. I did. Logic yes. dropped that. so much music. He <laughs> dropped a third. He just dropped a thirty-song album. I started listening to it and I was like, I don't have time for this. It's like it's good music. Like he has, it's the boom bap sound. He like has some cool features on there. Like Action Bronson is on there. Royce the Five Nine is on there. It's good stuff. But I'm also like thirty songs. Really, my guy, <laughs> on the same day as Drake. That's not his fault. You know, Drake kind of screwed him there. But even still, and then Chance the Rapper dropped a song. Chance the Rapper song, really good. Actually, really good song. I really liked it. But yeah, new, new music Friday is uh, is on fire, and then also uh, Amori. We talked about it, uh, on PS Lovey that went up this morning. Mm-hmm. Amori new game dropped, and I so like I bought it thirty minutes before it was available for free on Xbox Game Pass. Oh. They dropped it surprise like as I a mean, surprise drop on Xbox play it on Game Xbox, Pass. on Xbox though, or were you gonna want to play it on your Steam Deck? Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yesterday I went and I figured out how to actually connect Xbox Cloud Gaming through my Steam Deck, because I was mm-hmm. like, enough oh, is enough, yeah. there's a whole library here, I want to figure out how to make this work, it took quite a few attempts, I was like getting one specific step wrong, and I couldn't make it work, until I did make it work, and let me tell you, Xbox Cloud Gaming on the Steam Deck is dope as hell, like I booted up Amori wow. and I was like, fuck, this is like playing it, you know, native, um, mm-hmm. and it is like through Wi-Fi and all that stuff, and it's, it worked pretty well, like I, I tried switching to Forza Horizon 5, and that's where, I, that, that's where I really noticed, okay, this is Cloud, but even still, it was really playable. I was very surprised by it. And so if you have a Steam Deck and you're looking to get access to your Xbox Game Pass library, definitely check out Xbox Cloud Gaming. Like, set that up. That'll help you out a lot. And also, Microsoft has a whole page dedicated to helping you out, like, with all the steps and stuff. But, yeah, no, it's been a – it's, it's an exciting Friday. I got that. got Neon White. got TMNT. Yeah. Very excited to get off the Ooh. show and experience all those things. Yeah, yeah, same. Hell, yeah. Well, enough about that. Let's talk about today's stories, which include Final Fantasy VII Remake Part 2 getting announced, Dragon's Dogma 2 getting announced, and more getting announced, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily, each week at 10 a.m. live right here on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kind of com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on YouTube.com slash kindoffunnygames, com, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching the exclusive daily post show housekeeping for you merch of the month is here uh designed by campfire design bring your summer vibe to another level with our kf summer collection that is available right now on kind store barrett's showing it right now if you're a video watching let me tell you this bucket hat it's fresh. I'm not a bucket hat person. Oh, uh, but bucket, I'll rock hat, this bucket, bucket hat. hats
3: have been coming back for for years at this point. Blessing. Yeah, it's, it's really peaking up right now. Bless. I had like one of the coolest bucket hats uh, like a while back. This was probably six years back, and it was just like this. Grossly... It has an oxymoron. The coolest bucket hat. Yeah, the coolest bucket <laughs> hat, and it was just this terribly designed bucket hat with just like all of the Pokemon you could ever think of, just, like, all, like, okay. kind of cropped hat. Cool but the, it was, like, it was one of those, like, it's so badly designed that it was, like, kind of cool, you know? Like, I love was, like ironic, I would rock that, but not hats.
2: ironic, you know?
1: Are you a hat guy, Bless?
2: Uh, no, it, dep- it depends. Like, I I do like the, like, flat-brim hats sometimes. I like, you have a closet full of a bunch of hats. But, like, uh, ever since I started growing out my hair more, I felt less inclined to rock hats because I don't want to like fair. mess up the messy situation I already have up here. um But like you know, if I if it matches, I do have a hat that matches. This is that shirt that I could I could get on. I'm gonna get it? the hat. I'm gonna get, the hat. I'm okay. gonna get the hat. While the oh blessing God, we're does that, I do want to. Yeah, I
3: do want to show off the shirt because like a, a little farther away, it's harder to tell. But if we zoom in. It's made up of all the kind of funny smileys. Oh, look at that. It's,
1: it's, it's given the, the PS5 design where you look at it and it has the yeah, symbols in here.
3: Yeah, exactly. I didn't notice that there.
1: actually when I first saw it. Yeah, that's cool. I like a, a more subtle vibe to it. I think it's cool. I'm going yeah. to be
3: honest. I want you to take that hat off.
2: It, ma- it almost <laughs> matches too much, right? It's like, oh shit, <laughs> you got the can, shirt can, with the hat. Can we do
1: a poll in the chat? Like, don't leave the hat on the whole show, but can we do a poll in the chat um, on like, is the hat, is, is he pulling off this hat? Cause I'm I'm still not sure. You
2: don't think I'm pulling off the hat?
1: I think you're pulling is it, off it? I'm gonna. Hat? I is go, the yes. way you're wearing it at letters. least
3: right now, it's one of those ones where I f- it looks like it's too small for your head.
2: Oh, it's definitely not. But it looks. I like do, it. mean, I think it might it be my hair. Like, like my hair might be pushing. Maybe you oh, just
1: man. lean into it. Like you know I what I mean? Like, my hair. You're drawing too much yeah, attention. Your hair
3: looks to too good. Don't be. Don't be me where I wear my hat too much and then my hair always looks like shit.
2: Are you gonna make it a bucket hat summer? I'm down to have a bucket hat summer. Jane, are you with? me?
1: <laughs> Am I down to? have uh, I don't know. I mean, I do have to go clothes shopping soon. I don't know. I want to like ha- like I want to wear more hats, but I I don't know if I'm I- I'm doing a whole like revamp. So mm. hit me up in like two weeks and we'll see what- how I come out the very, other side of that. Very excited for the Janet Garcia reunion.
2: I thought it was Thick Boys
3: Summer, but you know we can have that discussion somewhere else. I mean, it's a lot of something. It's filtering right
1: it out, you know. It's a couple things. <laughs>
2: Going forward with more housekeeping, a new You" XOXO is live, and it's all about Last of Us Part 1 and our deeper thoughts on it. You can catch that right now on YouTube.com slash games and on podcast services around the globe. And then a new episode of The Kind of Funny Podcast is live, and we decide what the official drink of Kind of Funny is, which I thought we already decided that. I thought it was, that was LaCroix. I thought that was a no, the thing we already a new, decided. A
3: new, a new conversation about what the official, like, drink oh, of Kind of Funny is. And maybe, maybe it's the thumbnail? But maybe it isn't. Whoa. Who knows?
2: Whoa. Who knows? You can catch them, of course, on YouTube.com slash kind of funny and on podcast services around the globe. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Gordon McGuire and Fargo Brady. Today, we're brought to you by Shopify and Athletic Greens. But we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> it's time for some news. We have five stories today. <laughs> Dozen. I almost accidentally said one story because I was like I was all over the place. I was going through the doc, making sure the five was right, and then I got to the top, and I was like I right, started number one, and I was I got messed up. Story number one. We got a whole bunch of Final Fantasy 7 news. This comes from Casey David Weir Taylor at IGN. Square Enix has revealed the first trailer for Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two, and it is officially called Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Revealed during Square Enix's 25th anniversary event uh, for the original Final Fantasy, the second part in the company's planned multi-part series will release next winter in 2023. And I don't, I don't know if they officially... This, this is me outside of the IGN article. I don't think they officially said 2023, they just said next winner. But, jumping back to the article. Rebirth appears to divert dramatically from the plot of Final Fantasy VII, where it was left off in Remake. Keeping with the ways in which Remake already indicated the sequence of events might not be the same as fans of the original Remember. Uh, in the trailer, we got to see a lot of Crisis, Crisis Core's Zach Fair, for instance, who was supposed to have died at the end of the original Crisis Core, but was set up for an appearance during Remake. Since we also got an announcement of Crisis Core core remake called crisis core final fantasy 7 reunion today it's likely we see all these stories dovetail into something new and unexpected final fantasy 7 remake integrate was also announced today for steam on june 17th as well and is compatible with the steam deck final fantasy 7 has become a sub-series all of its own in recent years with ever crisis a remake in a very different form uh final final soldier a mobile battle royale and even more spin-offs promised Square Enix is also working on Final Fantasy 16 as well as providing ongoing updates for Final Fantasy 14. Janet Garcia, you played through Final Fantasy 7 Remake. How excited are you for both uh not Ever Crisis, uh, Crisis Core, Final Fantasy 7 Reunion, a ridiculous title, and uh, Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth?
1: Um I guess like I'd lean more heavily on Rebirth just because everything else it's like my entry point into Final Fantasy was Final Fantasy 7 Remake. Like that's the only one I've played, so everything else i am not as sure about even though like my my feelings on final fantasy 7 and i've mentioned this on you know probably kfgd at one point and, and definitely ps i love you um love the combat love the mechanics and the systems don't love the story don't know what's going on it's at the point where if you spoiled it for me how would i know you know what i mean like mm. uh, it's it's all it's all kind of messy um but i'm really excited for rebirth because i just wasn't I just wasn't expecting it so soon. Like, we had Integrate, um, and that definitely gave an indicator that, okay, we're, you know, we're moving along. But when this was first kind of talked about, it seemed like such a big and also sort of unknown quantity in that we haven't seen a remake done in this like fashion, I don't think, where it's sort of not just reimagined, but also broken up into additional pieces to kind of construct something that might be really different than what we had before we don't really know um and then when they initially talked about it too it was a lot of we don't know how many parts it is we don't know how long it's going to take like we're here for the ride and you're here with us so i'm pretty surprised to see that it's coming out so soon and that just generally with this ip they're having such an aggressive push Um, in terms of the content they're putting out and the cadence of that content, um, which is, you know, really cool. I mean, like I said, Final Fantasy VII Remake, um, super critically acclaimed. And even with my criticisms of it, I do have um, respect for a lot of what it does. Um, So, yeah, like I was really surprised by this. I never would have thought it would come out this quickly. And now I think it's interesting, too, because, you know, like the, the crystal ball of game of the year, like top 10 or like, you know, award category stuff for 2023 is kind of starting to take a little bit of shape. Obviously you never know how a game is until you actually play it. So I don't want to start giving it its flowers because it hasn't come out yet. Mm. Um, But it's starting to, it's nice now that we're starting to see also how 2023 um, might, what it might have in store for us. But what about you? What's, what's your excitement for this? Are you going to play all these, some of these are you going to, you said you're going to dip back maybe into the old ones to see what's going on. Like, what's yeah. up, what, are, what are you up to?
2: I'm, I'm very excited. I'm, I'm similar, similar to you where final fantasy seven remake was the first final fantasy game that really made me fall in love with a final fantasy entry. Like I had tried plenty of final fantasy games in the past and none of them really could do it. Right. Like I tried 13, I did try original seven back in the day. And like, I, it, by that time, I felt like I had just uh, the game was too old. You know, I like I felt like it hadn't aged as uh, as well as I would have wanted it to for something that I wanted to try out and go through all the way. And then, yeah, like I tried out 14 with friends, couldn't get into in, uh, into that. And I've just I at that point decided that Final Fantasy just wasn't my franchise. Final Fantasy Seven Remake brought me in, made me fall in love, and made me so uh, excited for the future of Final Fantasy Seven that right after I beat Remake, I immediately picked up. Final Fantasy VII, the original PS1 game on PS4, uh, and started playing through it. And I got about 15 hours in. I got far enough to where I was like, all right, I'm way past the remake content, and now I'm deep into, oh, I don't know where to go anymore, right? Like, I am lost, and if I don't, like, if I don't pick up guides and start playing alongside with a guide, I don't know how I'm, how I'm going to do this, and so I fell off for that reason. Now, after watching these new trailers, I'm like, shit, man, I might pick, I might pick uh, Final Fantasy VII back up, because I, like the way that they're treating this one entry of the Final Fantasy series, right, Final Fantasy Seven. the way they treat it with such reverence in a way where it is its own franchise that, you know, has so many entries in it, like, it, by itself, I think is so impressive. And I think it's really exciting for people that do really love Final Fantasy Seven because I remember back in the day talking to friends who were like, oh man, Final Fantasy VII is the greatest game of all time. That was always the back and forth, right? If you're a Nintendo kid, like me, right? You're like, oh man, Ocarina of Time is the greatest game ever made. Whereas the PlayStation kids were like, oh man, Final Fantasy VII is the greatest game ever made. It was always this back and forth conversation. And I had one of those friends that was such a Final Fantasy VII person, and I wanted to understand it. And now that I, now I've gotten to get into Final Fantasy VII Remake, finish it, beat it, I'm like at that point where I'm like, oh no, I get it, you know. Like I, I'm, I I, like there are moments in that game that made me tear up. I mean, there's no way, there's no way I can get to that point, right? Like I didn't play Final Fantasy VII, the original, 1997, you know, so I don't think I don't think I I could ever get to that mindset. That said, Final Fantasy VII remake is probably like one of my favorite games, right? Like I put, it's in my top 30 probably of games that I've played ever. Like I legitimately teared up in moments of that game, right? And I think a lot of that comes back to you. A lot of that comes back to like combat and exploration all that stuff i really enjoyed how that game plays i really like the, the uh, combat system but then also just the characters and like the emotions expressed in their face and like barrett when he's looking for uh his daughter yeah. and like the fucking yes. like, barrett courtney when he was looking for his daughter like there are so many good moments in final fantasy 7 remake that i still think that that's, you know Bear. and i still think back to where i'm like god damn was that a was that a good game like that was one of those experiences that i put alongside my first time playing like last of was my first time playing god of war like i view final fantasy 7 remake as being a part of that and so for the fact that we're going to get or seemingly gonna, unless it gets it gets delayed um crisis core final fantasy 7 reunion this winter and then the winter after final fantasy 7 remake part 2 rebirth oh my god like i am ecstatic i'm so excited. let's talk it. about that winner
3: when do you think realistically this means for both of those games?
2: I I think for Crisis Core, I want to. I, I think they they might be aiming for the end of this year, but I think realistically we see it early next year. I want to say February March is when we see Crisis Core, mm. and I, I think that means that Seven Rebirth will probably be early twenty twenty four. Yeah, I got to imagine. I'm this is this is me really back my expectations because you also got to think right for Spoken seemingly this fall. Right. Like um, uh, uh, Final Fantasy uh, 16 is coming out next year. Like, are you going to have three Final Fantasy games if Crisis Core and then 16 and then Rebirth all come out? Like, I think they're going to want to spread that out out a little bit. And
3: and to be clear to to chat, because the chat's like, oh, it's going to get delayed and it'll be pushed to 2024. It's like next winter. They don't say winter 2023. They say next winter, implying of, like, literally the December to March uh, time period Mm -hmm. of December 2023 to March 2024. So I think that is realistically, like, what they're targeting right now, even without the thought of a delay, is probably February or March uh, 2024.
2: Now, on this topic, I want to bring in a question from the nanobiologist who writes into patreoncom slash games, just like you can, and says, "Hey, y'all! Final Fantasy VII remake two's Final Fantasy VII remakes two new games are coming out <clears throat> coming out this winter and next winter. Uh, while this is awesome, what do you think has changed at Square's developers to be able to produce these sequels much more quickly? Does this give hope regarding when we'll get Kingdom Hearts four? Finally, is Reunion coming to everything? Giving hope that Final Fantasy VII." Rebirth, or he says Final Fantasy Seven R, which we can't call it Final Fantasy Seven R anymore. You got to actually choose one. The R
1: series, like... the
2: FF7R series. The FF7R franchise will eventually come to all platforms after platform exclusivity ends. Thanks, Nano. So let's start at the top, right? What do you think has changed at Square to make it so, they're, so that they're able to churn out these games a bit more quickly?
1: I think maybe just prioritization and like how they've divided up the teams and what they feel like they next want to work on. Like, I think you... You can, no, well, I don't want to say you can get anything done because obviously there's like limitations to things, but I think with Kingdom Hearts, like does like, this is give hope to Kingdom Hearts coming out faster? No, I wouldn't say so. If anything, I think that's a slow a slow burn. It has been. I think if anything, now looking back, and obviously like it's easy to say this with the hindsight of now seeing how quickly this cadence is lined up, but they sort of, it It now makes sense when you think of Integrate in context where when Integrate came out, I was like, this is like, I was surprised that came out as well. Cause I'm like, I don't know what the like DLC to part of a remake of one game. Like it just seemed really odd. Um, Like it seemed like it was even stranger than the original idea they had. But I think now looking back, that was their kind of slow rolled plan of, we want you to constantly be talking about Final Fantasy Seven Remake or some Final Fantasy Seven R, um, right, this R series, because we're gonna mm-hmm. keep giving you bits of content and conversations. And like, it seems like since that game came out, the conversation has never completely stopped because there's always been a little something to talk about um but yeah obviously without like having more insight to how they go about that you know it's impossible to pinpoint but that would just be my guess like a you know division of of labor and then also like the strategization on how they want to get everything done and then I imagine like two it's still of the same game like they have obviously they're changing things but like they have probably more of a through line than like making something from Complete scratch. So I imagine that also has like a positive impact in terms of the speed in which they can produce these games
2: Yeah, yeah, and I, I 100% agree I think a big part of it is prioritization, right? Final Fantasy 7 is not just a game now It is a franchise and so let's treat it like a franchise where we can have iterations coming out on a consistent basis And then I think when you greenlight Final Fantasy 7 remake and you when you greenlight it being a multi-part series you're doing that planning it out from the start of hey, we are going to work off of the same engine for all these games. We are going to spend time uh, on this first one, making sure that it is it is built off a of foundation that can then be taken and used for the rest of the games. I assume that the combat system is going to be very similar throughout all these games. I assume that the models, like the, the uh, presentation, all that is going to look very similar uh, between these games. I'm sure some of these games will look better than others because we're in a new generation, and Final Fantasy VII Remake, Part one, I believe, is Unreal Engine four. I believe they're probably going to transition to Unreal Engine five for future iterations. Those are still both Unreal Engine, and I think that that transition is going to be very smooth. But yeah, like you're going to get those games, hopefully looking and running even better once we once we get to the once we get to rebirth and once we get to the third iteration of that. But yeah, like I think these are all working on the same bones. I'll think about it in the same terms as you would think about a Ocarina of Time to Majora's Mask where Majora's Mask came out, like, a year after Ocarina of Time, and that is because Majora's Mask is basic- basically a remixed Ocarina of Time, right? Take those assets, you know, uh, find new ways to, like, mm. spru- not even spruce it up, but, like, you know, add in more, more creative um, uh, ideas. Through, literally, like Literally, the and-
3: time loop uh, mechanic in that game was made to help them not make new assets and stuff like that. And just, exactly. like, keep reusing
2: uh, the same ones. Yeah, and, and I think...
1: Final Fantasy VII Remake the remaster. <laughs>
2: remake the we'll, we'll, we'll that, that'll happen we're gonna get that by the PlayStation 6 but yeah like I do think it is for them a lot of no nah, man we have the assets we have the te- we have the models like we are gonna be reusing a lot of stuff from the previous games and I think it's gonna be fine because they are coming out so close to each other I don't think anybody's expecting from the ground up new brand new recreations of what Final Fantasy 7 remake is right like people just want the, another iteration uh in that series and, and so I think with that it's, it's gonna work pretty well for them The last
3: question I have, does the remake trilogy ever come to Xbox?
2: Oh, yeah, that's actually another uh, of Nano's questions. It's interesting because Crisis Core, Final Fantasy VII Reunion, again, ridiculous title, is coming to everything, right? It's coming to PS4, PS5, Switch, Xbox Series X, Xbox One, and Steam. But it seems like Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is not, and Final Fantasy VII we listed for
3: PS5 at the bottom.
2: Only listed for PS5. Integrate, of course, is now on Steam, but isn't coming to Xbox yet. I don't know. I think when it's all said and done, you see it come to Xbox. But maybe during the process of them actually coming out, there the PS5 has. I to see something happening. I think one
1: day everything comes to Xbox.
2: I think I see something going on in
3: my mind side here. Mm-hmm. I I kind of uh, theorized about this like right off the heels of the the live stream yesterday and our reacts content uh, that. Whatever exclusivity deal that Sony made with uh, Square included some sort of like a bullet point of like these can't come to other console platforms until all parts are out. Or, you know, one part can't come out uh, to other platforms until the next part is out. I I think it's one or the other in that uh, scenario. So maybe Xbox finally sees Final Fantasy VII Remake once Rebirth comes out or you guys or xbox fans don't get any of them until the entire trilogy is out and then even
2: by then has sony bought square enix at that point point? and then it's all oh yeah new- see, uh, that's for sure the other thing is i do think that at some point sony will probably buy square enix i think it's inevitable and so yeah once that happens does xbox actually ever get final Fantasy VII remake that's gonna be the question but i think right now yeah there is some ink on paper somewhere that is Hey, until all these games come out, like we we have this deal or yeah, until the next one comes out in the series, that's yeah. when you can go back and put out the, the, the previous one. I think that makes Cause, sense. Because
3: the fact that like Crisis Core was everywhere and in the same conference, they only say uh, Rebirth PS5, like there is some sort of like, they're not saying it openly, but there is a subtle like, yeah, the like the seven remake titles specifically have some sort of exclusive deal.
2: Hmm. I also do want to, going back to the to Final Fantasy VII Rebirth for a second, talking about that trailer a little bit, one of the things that we talked about a little bit but didn't get to actually expand on um, uh, yesterday when we did our live reaction to it holy shit, like, this game looks wild, right? Like, you got the scene uh, of Cloud walking next to uh, Sephiroth and then walking around. And, like, of course, that seems like it's... This seems like it is, right, uh, when you get out of um, uh, the original city in Final Fantasy VII and you get into the open open area and then you're exploring. You get the flashbacks uh, with Cloud and Sephiroth. You imagine that that's what's going on here. But also, this looks like it could be open. Like, if not open world, at least, like, open area type gameplay. Which is huge, especially when we're talking about these games being churned out at such a quick pace. Like, if you're telling me you've designed this game in, like in, with big open areas in mind, because that's how Final Fantasy VII, the original game, progressed, right? Like, you start off in that city, and then you leave, and all of a sudden, everything's open uh, in this overworld. Like, that's insane if they're able to pull, pull that off. That's the thing that I'm really excited uh, to see about it. I just
1: uh, want but... to see more big birds.
2: I do want to see those big birds, too and bird what was was it was really
1: good that was like the best. that that the dance at the club and that mission where you find the cats
2: yeah that mission was cool i mean i still i always i always go back to the plate falling like i want to go back and just play that that chapter of the plate falling because that shit was that shit was drama that shit was poetry thank you bear for bringing up big bird
1: i also <laughs> did like i played so Guys, much of that bird, game i gave you big bird thank you i played so much of that game i'll try to you know obviously we're gonna move on but like i'll try to look mm-hmm. up my hours played because i worked on the guide um Alongside um, Casey and a freelancer that I'm not forgetting the name of, I'm sorry. I want to say I want to say Brian Burnett, Jeffrey. but now I'm not sure. Um, and but my my assignment was the side quests, and the worst thing about being a side side quest and a guide is it means you have to also do the main quest because you can't do the, get to the side quest. And <laughs> so you do all the main quests. Um, so I did like a lot of I played a lot of that game. I played almost every side quest. Um, so yeah, all I right. like lived. I was I was living in there. So it'll be kind everything. of fun to not have to do that <laughs>
2: get ready to live in Final Fantasy 7 for a while because these games are going to be coming out it seems like yearly at this point which is the third game for. called we don't know yet
1: no guess oh I'm okay. guessing
2: I put on Twitter Final Fantasy 7 and Requiem just because mm, I think it's I think it sounds good. sick and also like Requie- Requiem is like you know like you're seeing something off kind of like that has those has those like the that. only thing is that they are leading it to the re like you know remake rebirth Requiem you know you can't say reverse? Requiem. yeah it's we, someone Final says Fantasy Resolution 7,
3: in, the, in the chat. Uh, someone else says Reborn, which is probably, like, that's probably a good one. Uh, so I do like a, I like Cameron Kennedy's idea.
1: Guessing them. I, I, I like fun. Cameron
3: Kennedy's idea that just to make, make everyone go insane, the last one is just called Final Fantasy VII Part Three.
2: <laughs> that would be oh, amazing. Yeah. I hope so. I would love that. I love that so much. Final Fantasy Seven Revengeance. Give it to me. For now. Let's move on to story number two. Uh, That's not it for video game announcements. Uh, Capcom is developing a Dragon's Dogma sequel. This is Jay Peters at The Verge. Capcom is developing a sequel to its 2012 high fantasy action RPG, Dragon's Dogma, the company announced on Thursday. There are a few official details, but we do know the title, Dragon's Dogma 2. And that'll take advantage of Capcom's RE engine, which has been used for many of the studio's recent games. Director Hideaki Itsuno announced that the new game at the end or announced the new game at the end of a video looking back on the creation of the original Dragon's Dogma. And the funny thing is, like they were doing this Dragon's Dogma anniversary stream at the same exact time as the Final Fantasy 7 anniversary stream. So both these games got announced at the same time. And like I logged off of the Final Fantasy thing, went on Twitter and saw everybody getting excited about Dragon's Dogma. I was like, whoa, what what happened? Oh, and Drake announced a new album. What's happening today? Um, But cool. Like, Dragon's Dogma fans are eating. This is awesome.
1: Yeah, I think this is, like pretty dope and that it seems highly requested from like the dragon's dogma community i'm also a fan of any announcement and that that involves unzipping a zip sweatshirt to unveil the t-shirt underneath and it's such a Um, hype
3: cut too like the way that they (laughs) shoot it is so hilarious
1: like i want to why have i never announced like you know how there's always those like freaking life posts of like oh i'm announcing that i'm at this thing or i'm leaving this thing i need Mm -hmm. to start getting t-shirts made for that shit because
2: yeah that's how you should have announced that you're gonna be on ps love you
1: that thing is like so lit. That's a, the. That's like one of my favorite cheesy ways to unveil something. The T-shirt reveal, the best. Um, so yeah, shout out to this. I, now I'm wondering like. I mean, I have such ba- so many like things in my backlog, but it does make me kind of want to go and at least check out a little bit of the original because um, it is a game that I think I've I've heard a lot of like positive positivity around, especially like during you know, the the never ending Elden Ring hype cycle, like people mentioning, hey, if you want like more fantasy stuff, action RPG, like check out Dragon's Dogma. It's got some good stuff. So now for it having a sequel. um, Yeah, it's pretty cool. And Capcom really just came through um with stuff, which was pretty, pretty crazy. wasn't expecting that.
2: Yeah, in a weird way, like, even though Capcom had one of the worst showcases, I feel like they've had some of the best presence during the Summer Game Fest when you're talking about uh, Street Fighter VI, uh, this, and, like, quite a few of the other stuff they got going on, right? Like, a lot of people are into Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak as well. Yeah. Um, uh, and all the the Resident Evil shit as well, right? Like, they've been killing it this summer in terms of ac- the actual content that they have to show. Yes. And I'm, su- I'm surprised that, like, this wasn't there, right? Like, this wasn't at either a showcase or at like summer game fest or at playstation state of play like i feel like dragon dogs Dog, dragons dogma 2 is a that's big what, enough deal to where that's you. that's what have i don't there.
1: like about like the summer like and this isn't like summer game fest's fault necessarily but like whenever it's not e3 it's always like two months long for some reason everyone's like what mm-hmm. if i just kind of did my own thing whenever it was hot outside and i'm like eh, i just I, I want it to be more like compacted but anyway really?
2: well If you want a good, compact uh, collection of great features and great content, you should go to patreon.com slash games where you can go and get the show ad-free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors.
0: This episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens. I've been using AG1 the last few months because I figured it was well past time I start thinking about vitamins, but I'm usually not the biggest fan of their format. So being able to drink a flavored water is much more up my alley. And I'm a huge fan here of the fact that it doesn't taste super healthy. It kind of has like this mild tropical taste to it that I look forward to every morning. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. Athletic greens is going to give you a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash kind of funny. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash kind of funny to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance, athleticgreens.com slash kind of funny. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved only for big businesses to everyone. So upstarts, startups, established businesses, content creators alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales and effortlessly stay informed. I love how Shopify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to across the globe. Our content creator friends use Shopify to manage all their merch sales and stuff. And I recently got Gia a pair of Allbirds from the Allbirds website, which also uses Shopify. So that's an example of big websites using Shopify for their sales. You can gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting on conversion rates, profit margins, and to help you supercharge your knowledge of your sales and your success. You can go to shopify.com slash KF games, all lowercase for a free 14 day trial, and you can get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify. Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash kfgames right now. That's shopify.com slash kfgames for a free 14-day trial. Shopify.com slash kfgames.
2: Story number three, Janet. Activision Blizzard internal review finds no evidence it ignored harassment. This is uh, Brendan Sinclair at gamesindustry.biz. Activision Blizzard today released a summary of an internal review that found no evidence company's senior executives looked the other way on harassment claims. Quote, contrary to many of the allegations, the board and its external advisors have determined that there is no evidence to suggest that Activision Blizzard's senior executives ever intentionally ignored or attempted to downplay the instances of gender harassment that occurred and were reported, the report said. The report did not address the Wall Street Journal's reporting that Activision Blizzard's CEO, Bobby Kotick, overruled an HR department determination that a co-head of Treyarch be fired over an allegation of sexual harassment. Quote, the review of Contemporaneous uh, documentation and statements by relevant individuals shows that the media criticism of the board and Activision Blizzard senior executives as insensitive to workplace matters is without merit, the company said. It acknowledged that there were, quote, some substantiated instances of gender harassment, but said there were not evidence of systemic problems. It also pointed to external advisors that it said uh, agreed with the board of directors findings. Quote, over the years, the company has appropriately disciplined and exited employees to ensure that our practices match our policies, it said. Quote, there simply is no room at Activision Blizzard for anyone who does does not practice our corporate value of providing a safe, inclusive, and welcoming workplace uh, that serves as a model for our industry, end quote. The report did not address a report that Kotick himself once threatened to have an assistant killed, something the company called a, a quote, obviously hyperbolic and inappropriate voicemail uh, that Kotick had already apologized for. Nor did it it address an arbitration settlement Kotick reached when a flight attendant on a private jet he co-owned alleged he fired her for complaining about sexual harassment. Beyond the results of the internal review, Activision Blizzard listed reforms it has made, like quadrupling the size of its ethics and compliance team since the D- DFEH suit was filed, instituting uh, a zero-tolerance harassment policy, waiving mandatory arbitration for individual sex- sexual harassment and disc- discrimination claims uh, for incidents occurring after October 28th of 2021, And, quote, making progress in ensuring there are diverse slates of candidates for all open positions, end quote, even though the company fought a shareholder proposal on that issue early last year. This is basically, and this is the, that's the end of the article, right? This is basically Activision Blizzard being like, hey, man, you know, we did nothing wrong. (laughs) Don't worry about it, all right? It was all good. We checked, we checked, we looked in our room, no bodies in there. No bodies in our closet. We checked, it looks clean. Don't worry about it. Don't come in here, though, but, you know, don't worry about it.
1: Yeah, pretty much. And I I think... To the, um, you know, sort of the differentiation of like having, oh, there's some, some substantiated instances of gender harassment, but said there was not evidence of systemic problems. Um, I feel like that is just such an easy gray spot because you can just kind of argue that, oh, these are like one-off instances. Like, sure, this happened, but it's not systematic. Um, It's like, and who said it wasn't systematic? We did about ourselves. And granted, they do say that they have some, you know, people outside of the board also weighing in on this. But the fact that, you know, I did see a lot of people talking about, oh, the, and I saw, you know, Barrett pull up the the fan bite, um, sort of uh, lead into their own reporting on this, saying like, I have found I've done nothing wrong, a kind of situation. Um, Yeah. Yeah, which it's It's unfortunate that um this is sort of the, I think the process for coming to this conclusion because I think it is one that many uh, justifiably so find unsatisfactory in terms of really doing uh, the due diligence, I think, to really researching and thinking about what qualifies as systematic and having people that aren't that don't have a vested interest in the results coming out as we did nothing wrong being involved in it um so yeah, yeah I mean I think it's just an, an additional layer of the unfortunate circumstance surrounding it um and I, I think it sucks that the report didn't address these things that are pointed out because they're really really terrible um and definitely should have have been at least been included in that so um, it, co- it yeah. comes
2: back to like the role of HR being to protect the company and not the people that mm-hmm. that work at the company like this is upsetting but it's not necessarily surprising yeah. Uh, and I want to give a shout-out to a tweet from uh, Imran Khan. Uh, Imran, quote, he did uh, write-up of this, uh, and he said, So the reason they did this is because the investors are about to vote on whether they're satisfied with how Activision has been handling the harassment claims. If they are, and it's rigged that they will be, uh, Kotick, well, Kotick gets his old salary back in a $22 million bonus. Fuck so yeah, this, this to
3: the end of time, dude.
2: Yeah, dude. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> well, this is 100% them being like, alright, like, how do we get Coltick's money back? Alright, cool, let's just, you know, let's say we didn't find shit, right, because they didn't really look for shit. Uh, and to your point, Janet, right, like, it is also them being like, hey, one-off instances, it seems like there's nothing s- systemic going on. Um, you know, I think the one thing that I will say I'm still thankful for is that there are still people doing doing the work to make sure that uh, all all of the, the bad shit sees the light of day at Activision, and st- I believe they're still, like, you know, undergoing, like, investigation by uh, from, like, multiple different people um looking into all the shit going on there and so hopefully we see uh good stuff come out of that but that is your activision blizzard update uh for the week story number four in some lighter news epic launches crossplay tools for steam and xbox or sorry steam and epic game store this is daniel partis at gamesindustry.biz Epic Games has announced a new crossplay tool uh, that will let developers connect their games and communities across different storefronts and platforms. As it stands, two players that own the same game on two different storefronts cannot play with each other. With this tool, developers can enable crossplay across two services. In a blog post, Epic also said the tool will also let players roll their friends, friends lists across multiple platforms into one single list, as well as, as, well as offer search tools uh, and game invites across the two launchers. The tool currently works between the Epic Game Store and Steam, but console and mobile functionality is also in the works. Quote, Crossplay gives all friends the opportunities, the opportunity to play, to come together and create fond memories across interactive experiences," uh, said Epic's senior director of online services, Simon alleys. Quote, we are in the fortunate position to drive change in the industry with crossplay tools for all developers and we believe that connecting friends and communities will take the gaming industry to its next major growth spurt and its next billion players, end quote. This is exciting stuff.
1: Yeah, well obviously there are challenges that go into making crossplay work, so I don't want to act like it's, oh, just flip the switch and turn it on for everybody and it's going to be great, but I like that um, crossplay is becoming so much more standardized in the industry. Um, It's something that I feel like in a lot of ways, a lot of us couldn't have imagined um, back when we were still living the, okay, well, where are you getting this thing on? Okay, we all got to be on the mm. same thing because if not, you know, I, I feel like now it just seems so antiquated. Um, and I like that now when games come out. I mean, it still is unfortunate that there are plenty of games that come out that don't have cross play. Um, But it's now like a standard question to ask about it. And there's a little bit of that expectation and that that pressure um, on teams to figure out ways to make that work. And I think for across like Epic and Steam is super convenient just because I feel like in a way one of the I mean, there's probably like a lot of beefs people have with like Epic and the Epic launcher, et cetera. For me, I've never really been super invested in that because I barely play on PC to begin with. And I'm like, whatever, I'll just go wherever to get. Whatever I have, whether it's like the free games on Epic or it's through Steam, but just kind of making that simpler and kind of removing, I feel like one of the complaints that was there in terms of needing to have that split between Epic and Steam. uh, It's super convenient. So, yeah, you know, giving more people ways to play and making it easier to, I think, Enjoy those multiplayer experiences because the worst thing is when you just feel like you don't have the Means to get people together to try out something that you're interested in so kind of removing those barriers is going to be helpful for everyone involved.
2: One hundred percent. Yeah, like you mentioned, how uh, it always sucks when you have a game and somebody it has it on another platform, you're not able to play it with each other. I think it, it, it even sucks more when you're both on PC. It's like, yo, we're on the same platform. Why can't yeah. I? Why can't I play with my friend because he has the game on Epic and I have the game on Steam? Like this is fucking dumb. And so I, you know, I like that Epic. Takes the steps to be to uh, try and make this a regular thing of us being able to connect to each other, even though we're on different platforms. And like part of it is, you know, Epic's always been about this. This has very much been like a like an Epic effort in terms of them really trying to make crossplay a more regular uh, thing. And it's good for them because Epic Game Store obviously isn't as popular as Steam. And so the more and more they're able to kind of bring down the walls of people. Uh, wanting to be on Steam, because, or wanting to stay on Steam, uh, because that's where their friends are, and that's how they're gonna play play with their friends. The more uh, viable, the more the better. It's gonna be for Epic uh, in the long run. But even still, like bu- business sometimes will drive like good features, right? And like innovation. And I'm down. I'm down with business driving innovation in this way because I want this to happen. I want crossplay to be to be a regular thing, and I want <clears throat> more. PC ecosystems to work together. I, I, I forget if I said this before the show or at the top of the show, right? Like, I talked about Steam Deck and be able to uh, get Xbox Game Pass on. I think it was on the show. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, I had to jump through quite a few hoops, right? It wasn't the most difficult thing in the world, but it also wasn't the most easy thing in the world. Basically, what I had to do to get xbox game pass xbox cloud gaming to work on my steam deck was go into the linux into the linux launcher uh download microsoft edge add edge to my steam library and then add in a script that'll like size it perfectly to where now cool if i open up microsoft edge that i've like renamed as xbox game cloud my thing it automatically goes to the game to the um xbox game cloud page right and Mm -hmm. like it works now as intended but I'm basically playing off of Microsoft Edge, and it's such a, like it was such an annoying hassle to have to go go out and do that. I like it. It would be such a dope ass move for Xbox slash Microsoft to work with Steam to go. How do we get these games on Steam Deck? How do we get? How do we not even make it just through xCloud, but where you can have these games downloaded on your Steam Deck through Xbox Game Pass? Like, what do we need to do to make that happen? And maybe that's a big step. Maybe that's too big of a step because you know money. Uh, is going into different pockets in that scenario. But, Mm -hmm. you know, steps like that makes gaming, I think better and easier for everyone, at least on the audience side, right? Having that ease of access, being able to do things like get um, like Ubisoft connect or EA, um, the EA launcher, all that stuff on my uh, machine uh, in a way that's easy to do, right? Like that is gonna be so beneficial for audiences And I want to see PC ecosystems work work together in that way, because as of now, I feel like there's so much that feels so arbitrarily divvied up because Ubisoft doesn't want to cut a check to Steam or Rockstar doesn't want to cut a check to Mm -hmm. Epic or whoever because they want to make 100% of the profits of their game. Um, That stuff can get really annoying from an audience perspective. So um, I hope to see more stuff like this happen in the future.
1: You're leading up the PC community now with your Steam Deck, right? I've had a
2: Steam Deck for a month, you're like, you're like <laughs> and i now I am like, now you're I'm
1: trying like, to be like, so the voice us of PC. Over on PC, you know, one of our something plaguing our culture.
2: Like you're gonna see me like slowly like start to talk less on PS. I love you, and then all of a sudden, PC podcast gets announced. The, it's what would me. Be the name of, it's Andy Cortez, uh,
1: the Steam Deck cast. We have too many cast names. Uh, so to can be cast.
2: Deck boys, maybe On deck on deck uh there was one that somebody threw at me like a year ago or whatever um that was like they were roasting me on ps love you because they're like oh you talk about pc too much which i was like do i because i feel like i never talk about pc but they're like oh is this ps i love you xoxo or is it pc i love you alt tab alt tab but i read that and i was like yo that's kind of fire that's a fire bro. name no it is That's yeah. a fire name Call like, I might have to the that. playstation show well yeah, i'm out of here no more god of war ragnarok for me except when we it does talk about the first PC. god of war <laughs> Yeah, I can talk about the first God of War. There I can talk about Spider Man this fall. That's the thing is the the move for me and you, Janet. We, we, need beco- we need to become PC players. Start a PC podcast, and we can just talk about games we've already played. Well,
1: where's the Where's the Nintendo podcast? I'll be damned if there's a PC uh, there's show never here Nintendo before
2: Nintendo to talk about. You know, it's, it's called Kind of Funny Gamescast, Janet. Yeah. Right? people listen to it. We talk about it. we talk about the one Nintendo that com- one Nintendo game that comes out a month <laughs> on there. That's the other thing is like one we need people. We have Tim Gettys. but like Tim Gettys busy. He's doing in-reviews, he's watching Marvel movies, he's watching The Boys, he's podcasting about The Boys, I think, right now.
1: Well, all of us sharing that one code that Nintendo maybe sends. That's
2: the other thing, is that <laughs> Nintendo only sends one code, and so you're going to have one person on every episode of the Nintendo cast, but I digress. Let's round out the Roper Report. With story number five, Housemark wants to put canned Returnal ideas into its next game. This comes from Jordan Midler at Video Games Chronicle. Housemarque's senior narrative designer has told VGC that the studio plans to incorporate ideas and narrative systems originally planned for Eternal into its next original game. Speaking to VGC in a soon-to-be-published interview, Evie Koronin discussed the future of the studio and what excites her about working at the Finland-based developer going forward. Housemarque confirmed it was working on a new IP with PlayStation earlier this year. Quote, Returnal was so ambitious, Coronan told VGC. Quote, we dreamt super big, but we still had to leave so much on the Cunning Room floor. All these ideas in narrative systems, uh, sorry, let me say it again. All these ideas in narrative systems. I super, I super, I'm super excited to pick up those pieces and see how those fit our new IP story. We didn't quite have uh, the handle on how big Returnal was going to be. Building for a new platform on a new engine with a new team, all those things require some learning. Now we have that team uh, that has gone through the fire and learned how to build a game like Returnal. So now we get get to start off stronger, end quote. Coronin also talked about the lessons that she learned and the team learned during the development of Returnal and in creating Mark's first large narrative game. "Quote: I think we've learned the importance of pacing and how difficult that is in a roguelike game," Cronin said. "Quote: It's very hard to control and say how. Uh, oh, okay, now we hit them with this perfect story beat. That's kind of that's kind of the beauty of linear games. You get to control that absolute that absolutely perfectly. Letting go of that uh, and somehow building the sandbox or the playground for players in a way that means certain story blocks become available is challenging." End quote. Jane are you excited for whatever this next new IP is from Housewife? yeah
1: I'm always excited for new IP I don't even care if it comes out good or not I'm like just give me the new yeah uh especially because I didn't really get into Returnal just because it's genre wise um it didn't really fit for me um mm. I didn't I couldn't dodge all the little projectiles and things and you're not bullet helpers no I can't do I can only do bullet hell when it's i guess i really can't do bullet hell to be honest but like it's a lot like the pattern recognition is a lot um i can do like shmups but not bullet hell shmups Mm -hmm. um anyway so yeah the idea of picking up uh, i do think i liked though the general sort of motifs they were playing with the trippy stuff with like the the house and sort of like i I think they had a lot of cool you know, narrative threads and world building here. And I think the idea of them taking things that didn't quite fit and using them in a new game is exciting. Um, And I also think that doesn't necessarily mean that what we're gonna experience from a new IP is guaranteed to like feel like Returnal or even be reminiscent of it. It could just be an idea for a mechanic and then they kind of build from there and think of, you know, the story that fits around it or vice versa or like a section that they wanted to build that they realized didn't fit into the larger piece that was Returnal. um i imagine that this is true of most studios as well i mean it's For kind sure. of like a i think it's a, a little fun fact and then kind of a reminder of hey yeah they're working on new ip and we can kind of start to dream about what this could be um, but yeah, I imagine most things are like this. I mean, I've written articles like that where you, you ever write something and then, you know, if there's two ideas and then you break it out into like separate pieces, it's like the same kind of concept. So, um, yeah, I'm down for this. I, I really want to see what else they do. Um, I don't know how different it'll be, but I, I kind of hope it's really different. I like when, um, studios play around with, um, vastly different ideas and kind of see, you know, what sticks. And also I think it helps avoid stagnation as well. So, um, Yeah. I'm excited. What What about you? Are you excited for their next project? Oh, I mean,
2: so much, yeah. Like, Returnal, uh, I think, was my game of the year last year. I forget what I actually said was my game of the year. I think it might have been Returnal, though. Uh, like, I fucking love Returnal, and Housemarque as a studio is so talented. Uh, and, like, them saying that, hey, we have some ideas that, like, we weren't able to m- get into Returnal. We want to get into their next game. I'm like, hell yeah. Like, you guys are... They're so creative and so, I think, polished when it comes to gameplay systems, specifically arcade arcade-y, uh gameplay systems. And so I 100% believe them, especially playing the Returnal DLC. It's like, wow, you guys made a whole new game here, like, building off of the bones of Returnal. It's really impressive to see them loop in, like all like, all these different ideas into just the DLC. Like, for sure, they got stuff that they're that they're working on uh, for the next game that probably was able they weren't able to get in here. And like it makes me think that hopefully their next game is something that's still arcadey still because that is their their specialty. Um, I do hope, and you know, for me, I could go either way either, either way on it, but to get a big an even bigger audience in, I hope they don't do Roguelite for the next one. I want them to come to roguelite again eventually, but I want them to, I want them to make something that, lets more people play right like maybe something a bit less punishing something, something for a bit...
1: us normies out here you know yeah you can... like make something for
2: the normies a bit uh, something to, for
1: me and greg <laughs> to...
2: yeah like i basically like a, a gateway drug right get something that's gonna get janet and greg in and the people that didn't really fuck with eternal because it was a roguelite that way when you put out your third playstation studios game and it is a roguelite again janet and greg are gonna go ah, fuck, well, we got to play it because we love the last thing, right? Like, I I want them to, I went not even just for that, but I also want them to, you know, vary it up in terms of the kind of games that they make. You know, like, they they had a really great run there um, before uh, Returnal, where it was, we're putting out Rezogun, we're putting out Nex Machina, Matterfall, Dead Nation, Alien Nation, and these games, like, even though they're all arcade style, they're all very different uh, kinds of games, and again, I think that comes back to the brilliance of that studio. I think they're so creative and have so many different good gameplay ideas. And I want to see like what is the next run from House Mark, right? What is the what is the Dead Nation to Returnal's Resogun, if that makes sense? Like I want to see I want to see them dive, diverge that way, um, and then come back and make another Returnal just for me. Janet, I can't wait to see when Returnal Two happens, but that is for sure so far away. Returnal. Returnal. If I want to know what's coming out to Mama Craft drop <laughs> shops today. Where would I look?
1: The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show hosts each and every weekday. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. 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 Out to, man, that was a great note you hit there, Barrett. That was almost like there's a song in the Drake album where Drake hits that same note. And I was like, I don't know. How he how does it does actually
1: one. hit that same note, you know.
2: Not as good as you did. Okay. Not as good as you did. Okay. Out today, we got "Around the World" for Switch.
1: Around the world, around the world, around the world, around the world. Is that
2: a is that a re- reference? I've not heard that before. Yeah. What? What? <laughs> what, <is laughs> <that>? what? <laughs> what? What is that?
3: What? What is that? Yeah, Daft Punk. Yeah. Oh, okay. Someone in chat what... who's good at video editing, I, I need you to splice Janet's version into the real version of that song. Post it on oh Twitter my God, yes. and at Blessing Junior. Please do. Um, was that which the, album
1: was
2: that? Uh,
1: like was that a recent uh, one? The one with the one that's like the cover is black and the lettering is like white.
2: Is that like the same album as Get I Lucky? Mean, that's half that's, of that's their like that's, No, because Get Lucky was my Yeah, shit.
1: <laughs> that is. Uh, I'll I'll look into it. You read the rest of the things. i forgot the name of it. I think it might just be i think it might just have the same the name is the title i think potentially it's the one that has one more time very on
3: it. upset with you in the chat uh that classic.
2: i don't know this around the world song really yeah, yeah. i
1: would have i would have not this even admitted miller that
2: all, but people are people are Discovery
1: really
2: here's the thing right no, because I'm
3: not, you
1: I'm, remember the whole
2: greg miller daft punk well, yes. saga and look i'm not gonna i'm not gonna hate on daft punk but, like, Daft Punk, they're not fucking Britney Spears. You know what oh, I mean? Chill, chill, oh, chill, chill, okay.
3: chill. It might be, it might be West, homework. You know West, what I mean? They're not Bruno West, Mars. Like, they're fucking shut Daft Punk.
2: the fuck punk. up. I need you to shut have, the fuck we're up. We're not going to act like Daft Punk is the fucking oh. most popular act in the world. Everybody everybody, everybody dude, knows the Daft Punk dude, singles. You got to stop. No, they fucking don't. You got to stop. You got to People
1: definitely know Daft Punk. Like... People
2: know two Daft Punk songs. It's uh, Get Lucky, and it's the song that Kanye made famous. Stronger. All right? Those are the two fucking Oh, you as need as that to people shut know shut the
3: fuck up right now because <laughs> the you Daft know that I'm right. are coming after you immediately.
2: All five of them are going to come into my DNA. Sure, yeah. Come at me, Daft Punk. Okay, you
3: said you weren't going to hate, and then you're <laughs> doing exactly what Greg did. You're
2: doing exactly <laughs> I don't it what he hate. did. This is what the You cornered me, all right? I get defensive. A quick,
1: a quick aside. Also, like I I wasn't going to re- I was surprised that you didn't know the song, but I wasn't going to... You know, mm. I wasn't gonna ham it up. I will say though, for music moments on kind of funny history, I do love the um Greg who is um Cactus Jack. That conversation is like one of my favorite tangents ever. Where it's like, oh, this is like this person's like, oh, it's the wrestler. It's like, I mean, it's both, but like, yeah, like for oh, like who yes. is cactus jack. When you ask people who's cactus Jack, <laughs> people aren't thinking wrestling necessarily. Like anyway, I just thought that was funny.
2: I will say when you said Cactus Jack just then, I did not think about Travis Scott, I did think about uh McFoley. I mean, yeah. I'm sorry. I, mean, I, think I, think of, I, I know of both,
1: but it was funny to see like y'all both talk about who is Cactus. Jack.
2: <laughs> Continuing on with Out Today, we got Barn Finders for Xbox One, Deep Eight for PC, Deep Dive Adventures for PS4 and Xbox One. That's funny. Deep Diving Adventures is also what I call looking for the next Daft Punk single. Because I have, to dive, also, I have to dive deep. It's like, oh, where is this thing? They uh, actually uh, did. They, uh, uh, they actually uh, did. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Daft Punk hate. You got that today? All right. Jake, uh, sorry, what was the, doing? Here's the thing. I'm muting. But it's him. a fake
1: retirement.
2: <laughs> a fake retirement?
1: I have. To, well, you know, so the music retirements are always kind of fake. It's like if we oh, retired yeah. until the light bill comes. Look at and Logic. Then It's like, hey, we're coming back. You know, but Logic. Oh, Logic yeah, retired. Like, retired. Shaq points
3: out they retired and they actually retired, unlike Logic, who like retired for attention at this
2: point, and then was they've only been
1: retired for like two years.
2: Yeah. but
1: we'll see i'd be shocked final
2: vendetta for ps5 ps4 xbox series x xbox one switch and pc hidden objects collection volume 2 for switch amori go check that out for ps4 and switch oxide room for one uh, oxide room 104 for ps5 ps4 xbox series x xbox one switch and pc plunder dungeons for switch and pc tales of aravorn season of the wolf for ps4 and switch time rift for Switch, which I feel like I've gone through after learning that everybody apparently loves Daft Punk. Just, this must be a fucking, like, why a mandela the, just read the, just And then Zangion is out today for PS4. Uh, new dates for you. Nintendo Switch Online adds Pokemon Snap for N64 on June 24th. And then Cosro and Shiren is releasing for Windows PC and Xbox consoles on July 13th. Deal of the day for you. Uh, This comes from Video Games Chronicle. Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate's new Steam page confirms that Square Enix is offering a 29% launch discount for uh, until July 7th, which temporarily takes the game's price down to $49.69. Nice. Now it's time kind dot of slash you're wrong where you write in let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong so we can correct it for those watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and on podcast services around the globe of course y'all are riding in here with daft punk bullshit all right all two of you all two of you are going crazy in here <laughs> <You're just an
3: laughs> <asshole>. i'm tweeting <laughs> out about this right now from the account
2: the two the two of y'all are going wild in oh, here I about did, daft like punk per- you, you, both, chat, you both must be members
1: the people in chat who were like um cancel the blessing show <laughs> oh man
2: let's see here uh maybe just the crisis
1: core thing i think for you're wrong
2: yeah i don't know what this first thing is uh what's the crisis crisis core reunion is a remaster i'm not taking that as you're wrong
3: wait what did they say no i want to i want to hear what they said because grezik says
2: grezik says the square enix website calls crisis core reunion a remaster not a remake i'm not buying it (sighs) yeah i mean do
1: they call it that i mean
2: I mean, if they call it that, they call it that. I'm not going to agree with them.
1: Right? Yeah, like, that's a remaster. I feel like I, I would... I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think I would probably just take it for... Yeah, they say a remaster, so I don't know. I mean, it it, it looks really good. So, like, is that why you're not... You're hesitant to say that it's... Rare, I mean, it, uh, it looks yeah, just yeah, like it's re- not like they're remastered. just...
3: It's not like they're just up the original PSP game, right?
1: I mean, it says that they this is their description for example the graphics have been converted to HD with all the 3D models from the characters being fully refreshed but I mean I think if they call it it a remaster in the trailer I would call it a remaster if they're calling it a remaster only because I know I have the the debate of like the they call FF7 remake not a remake they call it a reimagining at one point I think now they do call it a remaster that one literally that I take that as remake because we don't have a new terminology for what they were trying to coin um if they call it remaster then okay yeah sure I guess like it's a remaster i guess unless they like say we're fully building everything from the ground up like they're referring to it as a remaster so i would i guess we can clarify that yeah they call it a remaster
2: all right they're, they call it a remaster i'm gonna interchange it every single time i talk about it um but sure <laughs> they can call it, you call it a remaster we don't have to be happy about it though
1: a remastering. thank you um jesus in the chat
2: sure Uh, Of course, today is Friday. We got a whole week of hosts coming up next week. On Monday, you're getting, I believe it's Greg and Tim. Tuesday, you're getting Greg and Gary. Wednesday, you're getting me and Janet. Thursday, you're getting Greg and Tim. And on Friday, you're getting Greg and me. If you're watching this live on Twitch right now, actually, it's me and
1: you on friday
2: on friday it's jaded and Bless <laughs> back at it like a bad habit if you watch this live right now on twitch after this is mike and barrett playing some of that tmnt shredders revenge if you want to catch that stream later you can subscribe to youtube.com so it's kind of funny plays remember this has been kind of funny games daily each and weekday live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about we have a patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash kind of funny games so stick around for that otherwise until next time game daily